Hey y'all, welcome back to the 5-Minute Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Robertson. So before we dig into this week's episode, I just wanted to update you on some changes that I am making to this show. So no worries, it isn't going anywhere, but I am making some changes to the name. So over the past few weeks, I've been doing a lot of deep thinking and deep strategizing about mind body brand as a whole and just what it is who it's for and how I really want to help women entrepreneurs to implement more rest into their life and business and with that I have had a lot of aha moments which I may actually record a podcast episode for for soon but um I've had a lot of aha moments, which led me to this podcast. So when I fin- officially launched this podcast, I knew that it would just accompany our larger platform, which is the Mind Body Brand newsletter. So originally, I named it, of course, the Five Minute Reset because literally each episode I tried to give you actionable advice within five minutes or less. Sometimes I hit that, sometimes I don't. So five minute reset just felt like very aligned with what the essential part of the newsletter was. But after doing like this deep brand dive and just thinking about how I want to present mind body brand out into the world, I felt it was easier if I changed the name of this show from the five minute reset to just the mind body brand podcast. That way, when people are searching mind body brand in Google, the podcast will also show up. Um, it's easier for me to talk about when I'm out in the audience or if I am out networking or whatever. So I just wanted everything from mind body brand to match and to flow seamlessly. I cannot talk today. Seamlessly. So, so. The name will be changing from 5-Minute Reset to the Mind Body Brand Podcast. So no worries, there is nothing that you will need to do. You will continue to get the episodes if you are subscribed in your feed every single Wednesday. And if you are not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button now. But you don't have to do anything. Nothing major on your end is going to be changing. I just wanted to let you know in case, you know, you pop into your podcast feed and you're like, what is happening here? I just wanted to keep you up to date so that you know it's still me. It's still the same show just with a slightly different name. All right, y'all, so let's jump into this week's episode. Something that I try to be really mindful of as I am creating content and building mind, body, brand is that everyone's journey looks different. What causes me stress may not be that big of a deal to you, and what you do to rest may feel absolutely chaotic for me. My goal here is to provide you with tips and strategies for implementing more rest and self-care into your life and business without making you feel like you have to follow this strict guide. So self-care is beautiful, but sometimes complicated because there isn't a list of self-care practices that are guaranteed to leave you feeling full, calm, and well-rested. And as a busy person who is already managing a business, home life, and or career, I can understand how that can kind of turn you off from focusing more on time for yourself. 
So I'd also argue, and this may be a little bit petty, that anyone trying to sell a one-size-fits-all option should reconsider their business model. It took me years to figure out a self-care practice that I felt truly worked for me. I went down a deep rabbit hole of thinking that I had to be a yoga guru in order to really find peace. There was this one time that I tried to become a runner, which was an absolute big fail. And I also got down on myself a lot because I felt like I couldn't afford the self-care that everyone else was doing, you know, the spa days and the massages, all the things that I was told self-care was. But after a lot of trial and error, I finally found a practice that leaves me feeling rested, satisfied, and recharged. I also realized during that time how important it was to get clear on what self-care looks like for you. So this week, I wanted to talk about how you can customize your self-care journey and develop a routine that works best for you. So the first thing is to get clear on what you need. Self-awareness is key. So I spent so much time, time trying to make my routine look like everyone else's that I completely ignored what my body was trying to tell me it needed. Instead of spending time on activities that won't impact your overall health or happiness, get clear on the areas where you need the most rest or recovery. So here are a couple of questions that I want you to ask yourself. Number one, which part of my mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual health do I feel the most depleted? Which part of that are you feeling mentally depleted, physically depleted, emotionally depleted? Get clear on what area needs your most focus. Second, why do I feel so drained in these areas? What has been happening in your life or in your business that is causing you to feel physically, emotionally, or mentally depleted? And the third question is, what does my mind and body need more of right now? So are you needing more rest? Are you needing more time to yourself? Are you needing more time with friends? What is your mind and body telling you that it needs? So if you sit still and truly listen, your body will tell you everything that it wants. For me, if I have been going back and forth with like the same negative thoughts and no matter what I do, I just can't kick it, then I know that it's time for me to journal through it or book a therapy session. Maybe for you, if you're constantly feeling exhausted, try pausing for a moment and think about how your body is needing to recharge. So self-awareness is key. You need to get really clear on what your body and your mind is needing. Next, explore different self-care activities. So there are a ton of options for activities that you can do that will support your overall wellness. Because of that, deciding what to do can be a bit overwhelming. But remember, self-care does not have to be expensive or time-consuming, nor does it have to look like someone else's routine. The only way to do self-care wrong is if you don't do it at all. So let's look at a few of like the most common practices. Number one is exercise. Exercise can be a great, great for gaining more energy, staying physically in shape, and also helping with anxiety. Then you have meditation, which is one of my favorites. Meditation is great for helping you to release unwanted thoughts or feelings and for becoming more mindful. 
Next, there is journaling. So journaling allows you to better process your thoughts and emotions when you feel like keeping it all in your head is just not doing the trick. Or you can start a new creative hobby that takes your mind off of like the day-to-day work. And then of course, there are more of the quote unquote soft life type of practices like warm bubble baths, deep massages, or those spa days. The list of ways that you can self-care is endless, but here is what I encourage you to focus on when deciding what to do. What helps me to recharge and feel good? That's the difference between what works for you and what works for someone else. What makes you feel good? So I love taking naps and I try to take them daily no matter what, but my husband despises them. He would rather watch a movie or like sit back and play his video games. So neither of us is wrong because we're very aware of what makes us feel good. So do what makes you feel recharged. Do what makes you feel like your best self. And if you're unsure, Try out a few different activities until you hit your sweet spot. All right, so the last piece of customizing your self-care routine is to create your self-care toolkit. So a self-care toolkit is a list of go-to practices that you can implement during your rest time. So this toolkit can include anything that, again, makes you feel good and helps you to rest and recharge. So for me, my self-care toolkit includes daily naps, morning journaling, evening prayer time, walking at least one mile on most days, I say most days, (laughs) therapy, and then digital drawing and coloring. So if you're new to prioritizing self-care or unsure of which activities to do, I encourage you to try a little bit of everything. Also, don't feel like what you do now or doing what is in your toolkit has to be your go-to practice forever. Your needs will change and your mood will change. So it is okay to adapt your routine to whatever season you're currently in. And as far as your self-care toolkit, yes, a lot of the things that I mentioned are not so much physical activities, but your self-care toolkit can be physical as well. You can have physical affirmation cards. You can have candles that really help you to get in the mood. If you have a special blanket that you love to wrap up in, include those things into your self-care toolkit. Again, whatever is going to make you feel like your best self. All right, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Before you go, I want to hear from you. What does your self-care toolkit look like? So you can let me know in the comments over on Substack and I will leave the link um, to this week's edition or issue in the description for this episode. Or you can tag me over on your Instagram stories. I am at the Alicia Nicole. So I would love to hear from you and get an insight into what your self-care toolkit looks like. All right, y'all. Thank you again so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Mind Body Brand newsletter so that you can get all of this goodness in your inbox every single week. Plus my recommendations on articles, books, and products that are going to help you to implement more rest and self-care into your daily life. All right, y'all. See you next week. (laughs) 